The Jessica Rules the Universe podcast is brought to you by Nexus Technologies. Technologies that work, solutions that win. Yeah, so what were you doing on 21 September 1972? I think we were all set to attend a painting exhibit, one man or two man, Nisanti Bose. Mm-hmm. And wala, na, hindi natuloy. Uh, I was in Paranaque listening to the yung Frank uh, si Tatad. Tatad, yes. Oh, so it, Reading the proclamation. And then for, for a good two weeks I couldn't get out because there was all this talk. I had I had shoulder length hair. Mm-hmm. There was all this talk that been out. So you didn't consider cutting it? No. Never. Yeah, it took so long to grow it. Yeah, <laughs> two or three weeks and then did babalitaan mo until when I started relaxing na. I would go to Boldita Palace who had a dark room. He lived in Kalayaan off Quezon City Hall. Okay. Ang layo niyan sa Palanyake. Pag inabot ako ng abutin ng midnight, tutulog na ako. Okay. Uh, then a year later when when I was about to be born, that's when I got the apartment sa Malingap. Mm-hmm. Now become the food area of, yeah. of Teachers Village. Yeah, Maginhawa, yes. Yeah, so stayed there. Sina Eman also was staying with us. Until he and another common friend, Munet Serrano, got their own apartment off what used to be called Stud Farm Road, UP. Stud Farm Road. Now it's Carlos Garcia Avenue. Yes, but yeah. it used to be called Stud Farm Stud Road. Farm that's Road. that's cool. It's like the College of Fine Arts. I've always thought yeah. of it as, you know. There was a stud farm. There were really lovely horses. Mm-hmm. I'd take Aya then as a kid. You know, mm-hmm. we'd watch them over the fence. Yes. Kalamuir somewhere in southwestern U.S. Yes. <laughs> and, You're in know, Santa Fe. Malinga was such a broad street. That's where I taught Aya how to bike and mm-hmm. all that. Uh, down the block was Sheila Coronel's father's place and office. Mm-hmm. Further past the street, near the market, was Freddy Salanga. Yeah, mm. and so um, under martial law, as in the media was controlled, how did you make a living during martial Freelancer. law? Freelancer. Uh, uh, initially, I think I started writing film and film reviews for Daily Express. Okay. What's his name? The editor then passed away now. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, through Adrian, I would go to Adrian in SSS. Mm-hmm. He was the chairman. Uh, every, Adrian Cristobal. Every yes. Wednesday, and Meron Palechon. So yes. all the writers, about 20 or 30, would be there and treat us to Johnny Walker, Scott, and Lechon. No, but we never really worked for him then yet. No, mm-hmm. It was, for some reason, you know. It was Yan Makabenta who became a friend. Okay. Yan Makabenta, of course, was with BNFI, Bureau of National and Foreign Information. Okay. Kitatad. Si Yan was an undersecretary. So, I actually got employed in Malacanang. Okay. For about a year. Mm-hmm. There was a fabulous memory. Ano. Now, one time, passing by Gate 4, which is the end of Mindiola, when I showed my card to the guard, nalaglag yung isang joint ko. <laughs> oh, shoot. I pick it up, no? Mm-hmm. Oh, ano yan, ano yan? Teka, late na ako, eh. Nagaantay na si Secretary Tata. Okay. 
about a year there, editing messages, mm-hmm. mostly playing chess uh-huh. uh, with f- either Kit or his subalterns. And then eventually, the Yen set up his own private agency to service okay. DP, uh, DPI. So we had we had that the also Department in of Public it Information. It was called Ardvark, Ardvark Ad Agency. Mostly we played chess. Ardvark. And was it around <laughs> this time that you put up Ermita magazine? A little later, 76. Ermita, this must have been about 73, 74. Yeah. So and Ermita, later. the literary journal. Do you have uh, copies? I know that I have one bound edition. I can't find it. I don't know where I... Well, when you do find yeah. it, you should put it online in archive.org. It's, yeah, it has been said to digitalize. Yes. Uh, I think it was Rogue who asked me to write uh, about Armita about a year ago. Mm-hmm. I had to um, search my memory banks and told the story of how it came. That, that also lasted only a year. That was because Boyuchenko was then going after Christy Mayuga. Younger sister, ni, ano, ni Sylvia. Sylvia, yes. And we went to Sagada for the first time together as a group, 1975. And boy was around and talked about funding a magazine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we had it for what, 10 months, 76. And then, voila, freelancing. Na. Oh, important anecdote then. In the, around the fifth or sixth edition of Ermita, which was in. A building owned by Juni Kalau on mm-hmm. Maria Orosa. Okay. Across Sas Cafe. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So yeah. we had our... Near Hison. Yeah. Our building. The, yeah, Hison. Third floor kami. Uh, Meron na bang Solidaridad nun? Meron and Erewon. Okay. And that figures in my story. Mm-hmm. One afternoon, I was boring the thing and I stomped out of the office. Went to Erewon. Browse, browse. Which was... The bookstore where you went to for, for, for Tintin books and Asterix comics. Yeah, uh, well, in, in my childhood, anyway. And what's yeah. his name? Pamphlets. The owner of everyone who passed away only last year after a long sickness. Tony. Tony. Uh, Baba, Abaya. Yeah. Abaya. Uh, I was browsing. I heard this London accent, the Filipina. Okay. Asking, is this for real? Reading Ermita. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, it's as real as you and me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. If you want, so we go, I mean, our, our office is right around Next the door, yes. right across, right around the block. Uh, if you care to visit, I said, sure, sure. So, after rounding the block, that's when I noticed that there were two guys in Barong in front of us and two guys behind me. Uh oh. I still didn't realize who she was. Went to the Elevator went up, opened the door, and everybody's mouth dropped. Yes. jaw dropped. They so knew teeth it was clattering I, on the floor. It was Amy. Okay. With her British accent, she just come back from London, and she mm-hmm. was so enthused now seeing our group. Now, thankfully, some, we had this glade, you know, yung parang to, to mask the <laughs> the <amoy>. smell of <laughs> joints. Yes. Cesar Aquino would sleep overnight in one of the rooms. Boy Iñiguez with his girlfriend then had another room to themselves. Mm-hmm. But they served as office rooms yes. in the daytime. Uh, so yeah, that started the friendship with Amy. She invited us to 
Malacanang for French film screenings. Mm-hmm. And that was already martial law. Uh, she'd have us picked up by convoy mm-hmm. and serve us pizza. And she claims to have shown Elmita to her dad. Okay. And that, yeah, it's impressive, but I wish they'd do more nationalistic articles. And you know, um, <laughs> which pretty much demonstrates the weirdness of Philippine society, as in, you can be anti Marcos yeah. and socialize with them. Exactly. It, it's, it's inescapable, I think. The, it's, very, it's a very glutinous, incestuous relationship. Mm-hmm. And it, up to now, it, it tells now. I don't know, like a year ago I got a request letter from Amy. I haven't seen her in ages, no? mm-hmm. um, but an aide in, what is she, Ilocos North? Ilocos, yes. Asked, I think, for an intro to a book, a travel book. I had to give, you know, but okay. old time's sake. You know. Okay. It was Amy who appointed me as part of the experimental cinema of the Philippines, mm-hmm. you know. And at that time, our barcada was in yung, that metro magazine nila, Marita Manuel and mm-hmm. Jorge Arago. Yes. Uh, in and Fort Uro, Abad. Uro oh, worked for, oh, yes, yeah. de la Cruz. Everyone. Yes. Peque was there, Jaime Fabregas, uh, Sila Ange, uh, Stuart Santiago. And so there was a correlation between that and CCP and Film Center. Uh, so I served the Film Center as Film Ratings Board. Mm-hmm. Pala, which is the forerunner of the exp- of the F-E-C-P. cinema cinema evaluation board. Ah, okay, CEP, yes. And I edited a film review magazine for the experimental cinema of the Philippines. So that was the end. And then I me in- uh, initiated that contest, an ECP contest, and analysed that Peke. For, uh, yeah, for... Oro Platamata for Mysterio Satua. Yeah, so, given, you know, history, past friendships, etc., how do you feel about the return of the Marcoses today? Terrible. <laughs> if I had my brothers, you know, mm-hmm. I'd throw them out. If I had my brothers, including Amy. Probably except Irene. You know, she's just a, she's nice. she's just a music lover. <laughs> you know. Maybe her husband should go, but... <laughs> After all, Niva. Sure, he's making money again with that buyout of well, you know, what's his name, Ongpin. Philippine history completely a loop, and you know, one would think that it would take you a little longer to get back to where you were yeah. a few years ago. But now the loop is just going really fast. Yeah, it's it's more Escherfied. Uh huh. <laughs> it's yeah. a Moebius trip that's become even more complicated. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so let's move on um, from politics. What about good advice, as in um, mm-hmm. things that you have learned and tested in the last in, in your career that have stood you in, uh, that, that that have served you well? For instance, you know some good advice I really read. I, I read when I was in my in college. Graham Greene said, "If you write." 1,000 words a day, everything will take care of itself. And I so I same. trained myself yeah. to write 1,000 words I a day. I had that formula also. And M- then M- I M- find M- out... M- 300 lang and then I find out that Graham Greene really said 500 words a day, so I can <laughs> actually take a few years off. <laughs> but but really, you know, when you learn how to write on automatic pilot, mm. everything takes care of itself. Mm. So that's my good advice. So let's hear some... That was about that. I don't know, read, read, read. Basically, read, mm-hmm. read, read. 
So you know what the competition is doing, which I haven't been doing. I like, I have a, I don't, I'm not even familiar with, what's his name, Murakami? Someone gave me a book. It's uh, yeah, book. Haruki Murakami. Mm. I don't know. Everybody loves him and says he's going to win the Nobel Prize, but Looking I've never happen. really gotten into him. Well, I find no, no, him a little faith. I was very famous. happy when Ishiguro won the Nobel Prize. Yeah, he's amazing. No, he's like he's he's British, but you can like, see where he is Japanese. I didn't like Atonement. That's Ian McEwan. I know. No, there was one. Are the remains of the day? No, the remains I of love the that. day. Never let me go. Floating artist of the floating world. Oh. The unconsoled. No, there was one. I think it must. Oh, have the been. last one, the I one with the the, the, the parang tumotol. No, and I, the, and the, and the, the buried giant. I think, uh, the unconsoled. The, the central European there was tour a, of a pianist. There was a passage. I think it's the unconsoled where a lady or a central character entered the lift with all his or her luggage and it took 20 pages just to get the lift that's the probably the one it's a li- the unconsoled I find um, is his most uh, belabored <laughs> yeah I'm curious about the last one the giants the very giant eh just read Tolkien again because you know I was reading it I was like akala mo dahil si Kazoo isiguro ka pwede ka nang tumol kyan hindi ha mahal ko nakausap ko yan personally sa ano oh wow where'd you meet him Cambridge mm-hmm he was one of the speakers, and there was an afternoon. What's he like? Very nice, very unassuming. Parang kamukapa niya si John Lennon. And you know, you have something in common. He says he really wanted to be a musician, a rock guitarist. Yes. Mm-hmm. He's very, very unassuming, very soft-spoken. Uh, not as funny as Timothy Moe. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not humorous at all. But he was one of the fascinating speakers, together with. My idol, George Steiner, mm-hmm. that genius, no? Okay. Kaya lang, I got disappointed. Hinamon ko ng chess, ayaw lumaban. Nung nalaman, Opa. Philippines ako. Sabi ko, bilib na bilib ako dun sa sinulat mong libro, yung parang the, the lines of, the, the diagonal lines of power or something. Mm-hmm. He was writing about the Reykjavik duel, okay. Fisher. Mm-hmm. Bible ko yun eh. Let's try a game of chess. We have, we have a free afternoon with tea. Where are you from? Philippines. Uh, I don't think I should sit down with you. Was <laughs> that... Natakot ba siya? Or he was too pooing us? No. I think natakot. I knew that. At one point, we were a chess power. So, why has the love of chess... I don't know. I could be wrong. But it seems to me that we are no longer as into chess as we were when I was a child. But surprisingly, imagine na naman. The last World Olympics team... Well, it was ranked 57th. I think we did better in 57. Out of what, 58? Uh, no, 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 100 plus. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Uh, We're middling, yeah. We wound up, I think, in a tie for 41st. And there was a chance that down to the last two rounds where we could have done so much better, parang top 20. Mm-hmm. Our best finish was number 7. Mm-hmm. Torre. Th- hey, th- th- did you ever meet agrees. Bobby Fisher, who spent a lot of time? Not here. personally, but I've seen him here in Ermita. Yeah, I remember Bobby. that um, on 9/11 he gave an interview to a, I think a radio station in Davao or somewhere in Mindanao, and, uh, saying now uh, woohoo, because well he was crazy. Mm-hmm. He is a pinay. Yeah, and there was a lawsuit. Um, yeah. I think uh, his his Filipino partner yeah. um, tried to prove that he was the father of the child. To even exhume. They even exhumed, but no. So. Oh. 
Well, yeah, some friends in Baguio were saying also that she was fooling around. So. <laughs> Sia, blame the woman and not her krong-krong boyfriend. I don't care if he was a chess genius. See, Sasa Rakino has a wonderful article on that. Na, may katinginan sila ni, ni, ano, ni Bobby Fisher when he was mm-hmm. in a car with Campomanes. Nagkatinginan sila directly. And Sasa wrote a wonderful piece. And, ano yun, a World Chess Olympiad yun. Eh, so, mm-hmm. In Baguio nga. Uh, so, he interviewed some of the star gun masters. And eventually, yung si Campo, I became his ano eh, parang for a year we associated with each other. He got me to do a docu on chess mm-hmm. where the opening scene was Tori and me playing. Mm-hmm. And did you do it? I drew, huh? Oh! <laughs> I mean, he offered the draw. Yes. By the 12th move because he knew now. Because he got hungry and he wanted to. At that time, is it? I knew the bookish lines. Eh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there, there, there's a tradition of wonderful chess novels, The Lusion Defense by Nabokov. Ah, no, no. Yeah, and then um, Stefan Zweigas. I, I, I heard of that. Chess, yes. But the one I really liked was you know, Steiner, yung the way he put it in prose, yung panglalaban na, yung mga dynamics of the diagonal line, the bishops, the straight. I said, I think personally when he when he declined to play with me, you know, medyo, I, I didn't think, I think he was a patser himself. Mm-hmm. He didn't really know how, how to play much. Magaling lang magsulat na. Parang, I look at him then as as the Norman Mailer uh, describing oh, the battle of the Zaire. Yes. Zaire. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. yung ng pros na, uh, and did you see that? The thriller in Manila? Did I was there. That? I was yeah. there. I was on the eighth or ninth row. Was it truly what legend says it was? Yeah, savage fight. But the most memorable but incident... But Zaire was better. Uh, it was more dramatic because... Mm-hmm. He wasn't given much odds, no? mm-hmm. and Fra- see, I know what's his name. The foreman was really a sledgehammer at the time, no? but and especially he was a sledgehammer, <clears throat> and now he's a stool. <laughs> I've always wanted that guy. Parang when you the, the George grill, Norman grill when you grill a burger, lalabas lahat yeah, like oil. Yeah, grease. Yeah, uh, it never got here. I wanted. Well, you could get it on home TV shopping <laughs> or something. Yes. No, yung the three line Manila. October 30, 1975, Kubao. See, Julia Abdasa was two rows ahead of me. Mm-hmm. I think 12th round or 13th round, lumipad yung mouthpiece ni Fraser. Did you And landed on, his, on her lap. Gross! <laughs> landed, tumama, stapled. Hi! <laughs> what did she do with it? Did she well, bag it? She never kept it. <laughs> <laughs> probably served as an inspiration to, I know, him. Uh, something on mistresses. Etiquette for mistresses. Etiquette for which mistresses. reminds me that um, a few <laughs> years ago, the star sent me to cover the Australian Open. And so David Saldran and I mm. had front row seats to a Nadal-Djokovic match. Oy. And what really bothered David was, suppose they throw one of their disgusting towels because the Australian Open, it was very hot and uh. 
and it lands on us, what will we do? <laughs> we were really pondering, what should we do if a towel lands on us? Should we pick it up? Won't Throw it be it gross? <laughs> <laughs> but, so, so this is why if you go to a great sports event, always bring a Ziploc bag. <laughs> so however no. gross it is, you can pick it up and store yeah, it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Baseball games. You know, I want to read a sports novel by you. I, I don't uh, know many sports novels. I know Richard Ford has some, but you know, well, Hemingway has some. Where's your sports novel? Well, I know. Yeah, yeah you know, as in, as in, there's yeah. so much drama in sport. You, you almost... You don't have to manufacture it anymore. It will have to be a futuristic novel, a speculative novel. Which Parang, particular sport? Uh, basketball. Basketball. Mas- yeah, do it. You know, basketball. where is the creep use on basketball novel that we need to read? Parang the Michael Jordan of Boracay. <laughs> Why not? Parang, since you couldn't do the Bob Marley of Boracay, uh-huh. the Michael Jordan of Dumaguete or whatever. I've been meaning to annoy him. Wait, so you think Send- Michael Jordan is the greatest ever? For now, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I remember reading your. Um, it's the complete. Are you kidding? You were you you wrote this this glowing before LeBron James was, was it LeBron James? Mm. You wrote this glowing description of this high school kid who was going to be great. I have this terrific poem on him, young no more Jordan, okay. which I've been meaning to send him. Well, give it to me. I'll send it to him. Siginga. Siginga. Send it to me. Send that boy over here for a weekend, you know. And you know, he's he's very um, he's very woke. <laughs> he's very politically engaged. And I understand he had the staffer was Filipina, niba. They all have Filipino oh, friends. Are this, you this, you na, think only this, drag this, queens this was, know who Filipinos are? This is are? not ano, ah, in the in the opera or anything. You're talagang functioning in his office. Oh na, yeah. Na some parang. So even saw a picture. Are you kidding? I, I get um, no end of amusement from the fact that one of their biggest stars in entertainment is Bruno Mars, a Pinoy, yeah, yeah. who is pandak. Yeah. You know, he's Pinoy. So. One time, yung sa evening paper, I serialized yung no, yung book ni um, Phil Jackson. Okay. Uh, Which, uh, the, the coach of Chicago. Ang ganda nun eh. eh. About the, the Bulls' incredible yes. run nga. Six. So, I was writing his agent na asking for permission. Uh, binigay, pero humihingi ng bayad. Mm. So, I wrote another letter explaining that we're a third world country. Our newspaper probably has a subscription of 8,000 in yeah. Manila. It's just that we love this book. Sumagot naman. Pinakita daw niya yung sulat kay Phil Jackson and said, let them have it. That's me. nice, yes. Yeah. Because it's cultural capital. Yeah. Sacred Hoops. That's the title of his. I think he had a second book. Bye. You need to dig up that LeBron James poem. So we can put it online and he will know oh, who, yeah, his, no. um, who the president of his fan club is. It, it had a double spread in Inquirer magazine. Mm-hmm. No more Jordan. I was in London eh, when... When I, when Time Magazine had the cover, I'm back. Okay. 1996. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I narrated everything in that I'm back, 96, and then talo sila that first year. Mm-hmm. Somebody from Orlando managed to steal the ball from behind him. Okay. And he was so crushed. 
Mm-hmm. That was semi-finals pa lang. But, no, that was 95. Because 96 was the best team nga, yung 72-0. With, nandun na kasi si Rodman. So that was the second triple, 96 Rodman, and 7 Rodman, who is the North Korean dictator's best friend, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. No, seriously, Crip, I want to read a sports novel by you. What's the name Since you're, you've been spending so much of your time watching sports, oh, it might as well be a novel. That's a bit specific guy, no? Yeah, and, and also, a lot of our, um, a lot of the, the, the younger um, readers are not familiar with great Filipino novels that mm. they have to read. As in contemporary Filipino novels from the 70s, from yeah. the 60s onwards, mm. names up, apart from yours. The, the novels? Yes. Well, there's Delisa is you know, Killing Time in a War Place. Killing Time in a War Place, which there's is a martial law novel. Erwin yes. Castillo's Fire Walkers. And his Fire Walkers, which was supposed to be a movie. I, I don't know if it was ever made. Yeah, but Ronnie Poe died. Yeah, uh, okay. Uh, he and has that's, a, that's a historical novel, right? Sort of. Kabite Kabite Revolutionaries. And sadly, he has this other novel, Cape and Ganyo. Mm-hmm. That has been sitting there for... He keeps editing it. Ten years now. Uh, it got serialized in Esquire mm-hmm. under Irwin Romulo. Mm-hmm. I missed out on a copy. I think it took four issues eh, to serialize. Well, Irwin. I, I did. Well, Anna, I mean, they, they ran out of copies. I think they only print 500 seguro at the time or oh, something. Whatever. Couldn't mm-hmm. find it. Mm-hmm. It was a December... Yeah, some others. You mentioned something by Cesar Aquino. What is that? Uh, he's still working on his first novel. He calls it an <laughs> so, anti-novel. So, so there, I think it's 800 pages. How do you keep from revising and revising and revising something until, that's before you know it, 20 years That's what says that. I'm not too much of a reviser. Me, w- me when too. I publish something... My, my feeling is, if the first uh-huh. draft doesn't work, forget yeah. about it. It's a poetry and fiction. Yeah, I, I still go through it. Or there's this ritual where you make it burro mm-hmm. for a while under the bed or in your laptop, and you read it again after two weeks. Yeah, that, that weeks, is you know. that's good advice. Mm-hmm. As in, you know, um, if you're mm-hmm. stuck, uh, literally when you're stuck. put it, ah, yeah. put it under your pillow. But once you release it, second or third edition, especially when it's published already, I don't anymore. See, Cesar is grabbing the other way around. A lot of yeah. people have that. And, He's you been know, revising it's, this one point. It's deprived us of many. Four to two times now. Oh, dear. The Jessica Rules the Universe podcast was brought to you by Nexus Technologies. Technologies that work, solutions that win. Join our discussion at jessicaruleztheuniverse.com or on Instagram at Jessica Zafras Cats.